0: Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Sue Atkins, also known as the parenting expert. And really what Sue believes is that love is what it's all about when it comes to parenting. And that's our small children from babies all the way up even to adult children and your kids leaving home and things like this. The real aspects that came through in this for me were about that that connection, about trying to understand the world in which our kids are living in and maybe recognising that we need to parent differently from the way our parents did. So, yeah, a really informative and eye-opening sometimes, one that I think, even if you're not a parent, It's something about understanding today's young people that I think we all need to get behind because they are, of course, our future. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Sue, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Ah, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, tell us about, about you. Well, as you probably know, I'm Disney's parenting expert, BBC, ITV this morning. Uh, I write, I broadcast, I do TV and radio, and I've written loads of books around parenting, but also self-esteem for kids. I've got Can Be Kids Journal and Divorce Journal for kids as well, because that's a difficult period in people's lives. So, Yeah. I'm passionate about parenting and raising happy, confident, resilient children, strong self-esteem and good mental health, really. Yeah, which is,
0: I think, so important to us all, really, or it should be as a society, whether you've got kids or not. We need to build a, a good future for our children and make sure that they are resilient and able to take everything on, don't we? Well,
1: we do because it's been a very, very challenging time for parents, families, for children, for grandparents, you know, living through a pandemic. has not been easy. Kids have been isolated. Their social development, a bit stunted sometimes. There's a bit of anxiety and uncertainty and a bit of isolation with teenagers because they weren't at school sometimes. And, you know, that's caused a lot of problems. And now we're heading into this cost of living crisis, which is another compounded kind of trauma for family. so it's been really really difficult hasn't
0: it it has it has and so interesting as we chatted about before we started recording i feel as if recently i've been talking a lot about parenting and i have three kids they are 8 15 and 19 so i've got it all happening in my house so i'm looking forward to getting all the wisdom from you i have to say <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dear. i'll ask you the question
1: what do you know for sure what do I know for sure? I know for sure that love is what it's all about. Mm. And I think if you have that guiding principle, if you love your kids, you spend time with them, I think students spell love, T-I-M-E, because mm-hmm. we are very busy. We're working, we're rushing around, we've got all sorts of activities that we've got to get the kids up from or drop them off at. And I think if kids know that you're really there for them, you spend quality time with them. And sometimes I think that's important if you just stop for a bit and sort of sit down and talk to each other, listen to each other, read if they're young, read with them. And often a quick and simple easy way is to eat together because yeah. then you are connected. I think the key word for me around all sort of family life is being connected, whether they are toddlers or teenagers. And, in fact, when they become teenagers, don't pull away from them. You think they're pulling away from you. But it's that interim kind of transition thing between being a kid, being an adult, kind of one foot in both camps. Yeah. So don't detach from them. They need you to guide them. But don't speak to them as if they're four, and now yeah. they're 14. So yeah. you've got to pick your words, choose your moments, but do stay connected with them. Because I know with my own kids, when they were going through the teenage years, we used to go to football. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to be season ticket holders, well, we still are, of Chelsea. And we used to go as a family and we had our own traditions around eating hot dogs and, you know, talking about the referee on the train home. And it kept us connected. There was something that we all had in common. And it doesn't have to be that expensive. It can be bike rides and bacon sandwiches after that on a Saturday morning or whatever you create. Stay connected to your kids right the way through their whole lives, really. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's so interesting because this week I was speaking on STV, which is obviously our our television up here in in Scotland. So, And talking about that online safety and how now I think when I was perhaps growing up, the the biggest dangers for me anyway, we outside the home. Whereas now, I think the biggest dangers for our children sometimes can be in their pocket, in their hand. Most of the time, if we reflect on teenagers, their phone is always in their hand, isn't it? So it's really challenging, I think, as a parent, I sometimes worry, how do I get it right? And you can listen mm-hmm. to loads of advice and it can be a bit conflicting and you can feel a little bit of a failure and you can think, well, at least they're just in their room. But actually, in the room, they are connected to the entire world now, aren't they? And that yes. brings a whole new yes. challenge, do you
1: do you think? Oh, absolutely. And the, the thing is, don't put your head in the sand because mm-hmm. you don't, and you didn't grow up 24-7 connected. Some of it is fantastic. Some of it isn't. Some of it's dangerous. Some of it is the way kids connect nowadays, more online. But talk and teach your kids and be involved in why they like that. Show or that video or that game. Mm-hmm. And don't just be, you know, well, in my day, we didn't have all of this and it must be awful. Uh, it's not all bad, but you do have to monitor it. You have to be what I call a media mentor for your kids, no matter whether they're toddlers and teens. Don't automatically give your toddler the phone when you're out and about, yes. because that just sets up a habit for them. And it's very passive for young children to be on, you know, apps, even if you do think they're educational, you have to have a kind of a limit about how long they're on for. If they're very young, sit with them and play the game. And if they're teenagers, you know, you're not there to be a friend, but they have to be their parent. You know better than they do in many ways around the dangers of being on it for hours and hours. So talk and teach them. If then you're are a voice it's in your body language how you kind of come across and sort of with the messaging that you want They have to know that you know it's not a right it's sort of a privilege and you've got to kind of make sure they're safe online and talk with them about it haven't you yeah
0: and i mean i really reflect that Parenting has changed, I feel, and maybe it always did, you know, maybe it always has. Every generation had to parent slightly different. It feels like the onslaught of the internet has certainly changed a lot for this generation. And it's how you try to start to embed changes, I think. I know a couple of years ago in Scotland, I'm sure you're aware, So we had the Equal Protection Bill and obviously now it is illegal to to smack your children in Scotland yes and I I was speaking a lot about that at the time as well on radio having debates and what have you and the challenging thing around that was people like you can't be arrested for this and it wasn't really the point that you would be arrested it's like in order to have new norms we have
1: to start somewhere don't we we do, and I think it's important, isn't it, that, you know, you're right, parents always say, oh, in my day, yeah. and all of that sort of stuff, but maybe that's just the way it evolves all the time, but yeah. that's the messaging, isn't it, is to stay connected, talk about it, and certainly with smacking, I mean, I talk a lot about that, and that really does wind people up and get people going, and they yeah. say things like, well, I was smacked as a child, that didn't do me any harm, but if I had a pound for every time people said that to me, I'd have a you know a wonderful selection of Jimmy Chooch, Choose Because sometimes it does. It depends on the circumstance, depends on the child. It depends on how often, at and when you do it. If you do it in anger, then you've got some problems with smacking. I mean, you know, 53 countries, I think, is now ban it. And when people get on talking about it on TV and radio... You know, they want me to say, oh, you know, we're a nanny state and we shouldn't, you know, have this sort of rules and it's not up to the government to bring up my kids. But there's a guidance to that and there is loads and loads of research that it does damage a child's sometimes self-esteem, their relationship with you. If you do it in anger or if you've, you know, had some alcohol, then they're never sure and they can't trust you. So smacking, there are so many other ways to raise a child without having to to smack them or strike them or or be and, and you know, verbal stuff isn't very nice either. So that's why I, I work with parents, not to finger point and judge, but the offer different solutions. It's tough, it's hard, it's tiring, it's exhausting raising children. But if we're in a better place, if we've got some better techniques, we've got some better tips, even the one I use where I say, imagine you've got a camcorder on your shoulder, it's observing you, how you talk to your kids, what you say, how you say it, your body language, your tone of voice, all these things have an effect on how they will react to you. Mm -hmm. And another simple technique I talk and teach my families is to imagine you have a a remote control in your hand and when you're in a difficult situation we can press the board button and then take a physical step back. That absolute simple thing detaches you from that immediate moment and then maybe ask yourself quickly, what shall I do now? Here's what I'm going to say, going to damage their self-esteem or damage the relationship or do I need to you know think of a better way to explain I don't want them kicking two bells out of each other here in the bedroom so it it is important to think about our parenting what triggers us if we're overwhelmed and tired and worried about money then of course we're not as resilient and we're not as patient we've got anxiety and stress so it's often a good idea to get a bit of help for yourself and then you'll be in a better place to deal with all the ups and downs and difficult moments of raising children.
0: Yeah, and I think I reflect as a parent, and as in all walks of life, actually, that sometimes something fixing something, making it better, can feel like it's a mountain that you can't necessarily have the energy or the, the will to climb. But actually, would you say that when it comes to parenting, there is some easy wins? Actually, it doesn't take a lot to really make a big difference. And if that is the case, what kind of thing are you advising the families you work
1: with that they could start to make a difference with quickly? Yeah, well, a quick one and a simple one and a really important one is me time. Mm-hmm. mums in particular are very bad at getting some me time they put everybody higher up the list of priorities but it's that principle of you know when you're in an airplane if the, the, the thing drops down the oxygen mask goes over you first so then you can help the kids yeah. there's a reason for that not just that selfish it's because it's called self-care and so many mums i work with don't really do that they don't put themselves higher up and you need sometimes A time away from the kids Go off with a friend Go to the cinema Go for a drink Go for a run Go and read a trashy mag Or watch Netflix Or whatever you do To replenish your batteries Because then you come back More patient You've got a bigger perspective On life You've got a bit of humour Going on And therefore you will be In a better place to handle and, and, you know, raise your children. So don't feel guilty because most of mums in particular, I'm not saying dads don't, but mums feel very guilty if they do that kind of thing. And so a simple technique for me is to just think about something that you like to do, whatever it is for you. No one is judging it, but go will often do it for an hour or so so you come back in a kind of a better place. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think, like, you referred there to not giving kids phones and things earlier and... Obviously, there's the online safety bill going through Parliament in the UK just now, and it's like going to be, you know, the first of its kind in the world. And there's been four prime ministers, I think, have worked on this bill. So, yes. it's, I mean, that doesn't say much because it has all just been in a very short time. But yes. when it comes to online, how can do? You, what is your advice to families you're working with? Because I think we all need to know this. We all we all want to know what's okay and what's not okay, and uh, because yes, we don't yes. know what. Happening in the palm of their hand don't we not really
1: No and, and I'm a great believer in You don't ban stuff, you balance mm-hmm. yeah. And you talk and you listen And you explain And it's in your tone If you come at it hard and horrible And cross with them They're going to just go the other way with you So you, you don't see the dangers A lot of the time, the kids So it is about not frightening them But being that kind of media mentor To them and sitting down and making it important, don't just do it when you're annoyed or cross or frantic or you've discovered something they were looking at or they've come to you and they've been frightened by what they've seen. But be open to talking about it, to sharing it, to explaining it and make it so that if they do have a fright or they go down a bit of a warren of somewhere that they didn't mean to, they can come and talk you about it and you can sort of do something about it and if it's cyberbullying or any of those sorts of things that is not okay and you need to flag that up again being sensitive to it making sure you know the procedures if there are settings on the phone or the laptop that you can put in or there are apps if they're a bit younger that can you know they can't go on and access their phone at certain times in the day if you want them to do homework or they're at school or something you know it is about balancing this it is tough it's difficult and we didn't grow up with it children Mm. need to be protected and we need to keep them safe and we need to Try and, if they're getting older, talk to them about the dangers of it, but also the reasons behind it with marketing and, you know, the algorithms and all the different things perhaps they hadn't thought about that pull them down a a difficult place or they suddenly find themselves in a place they're not sure of what to do about it. So make sure, you know, you then go and find out how to deal with that or you put on some settings on your phones or their phones or the telly or whatever. You're not a killjoy. You just need them to – it's like you wouldn't send a kid to the playground and just say, well, bye, see you later, if they're only eight. You would put in, you know, structures around keeping them safe. Or giving them autonomy and independence yeah that's the same principle really just think of it like that you're not in a kill joy but you're on the other hand making sure that they're okay with it because eventually they have to learn to self-regulate and they have to recognize dangers for themselves so use the moments always as sort of a moment to talk and teach some stuff
0: mm-hmm. and i think that the real thing about online just now isn't it that We didn't grow up with it. So most parents now didn't grow up with online. So kids just naturally get it better or quicker using it, understand it. And so do you think there is an onus on parents, therefore, if they're not as up to date with online, that they need to take the time to understand it better?
1: I do, actually. I mean, you don't want it to be so that you are overwhelmed. You think, God, this is complicated. I don't get it. But there's a mindset here because I've got a friend who's the same age as me and she just runs away from it whereas I just embrace it. And yeah. that's not an age thing. That's a mindset thing. Yeah. So I think it's about mindset of no matter how old you are, you don't have to get all sort of terribly, you know, sophisticated with it. Certainly be more aware of it. And perhaps Google something or go to a website that will be helpful to you so you are one step ahead of the kids, if you like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. that is important. We can't put our head in the sand. It's too important. Yeah,
0: a totally, 100%. And see if you were to reflect on some of the families that you've worked with, when you look at what the good outcomes are, when a family really is like, we've sorted ourselves out, so we don't need your help anymore, we're fine. What do you think is the biggest change maker in that journey for them?
1: empowerment because Mm. the work that i'm doing with families is not finger pointing or judging why would you know if you haven't worked with kids or you haven't done that kind of stuff before why would you know all the answers about child development with toddlers or teenagers or kids in school around Mm -hmm. friendships i I battle a lot of people with stigma of well i don't need your help and yet when i get you know when i'm out and about they'll bring me all their problems and, I, you know, I'm not finger-pointing and judging them. I just say, oh, well, have you tried that? You know, mm-hmm. well, that's quite a good tip. And they go, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that. Because it's not a failure if you don't know how to do things. Why would you? If you're a, You know, you work uh, and do all sorts of things without being around kids. Why would you know how to raise them with different tips and techniques and strategies? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my, half of my thing is trying to overcome the, the taboo of asking for a bit of help.
0: Yeah, and I think that's massively important because there is a lot of stuff out there, you know, as well as we're talking about the difficulties of the internet. It means that you have so much access to so much more help. In Scotland, we also have the parent line that that parents can phone to get advice um, from parenting experts on what, what they can do. There's people like yourself that are working with families. So I think it's about being curious and
1: probably being a wee bit brave, isn't it? Yeah, courage. And I mean, I've got a podcast. I've been podcasting for five years. It's called The Two Acting Parenting oh, no. Show and you know I cover all sorts of topics from you know mm-hmm. right from baby's pregnancy right up to even when kids leave home um all around parenting and it's, it's all just sort of chatting it's ideas it's strategies it's questions that people send in because it's not always easy raising children and you get stuck sometimes like with I can't get him to do his homework or he's you know he doesn't gone with his brother and he's being you know rude to him mm-hmm. or suddenly you know they're kicking off and and they, you know they've got sibling rivalry it could be enough so many things around raising kids that can kick off so the podcast is a great way to just listen when you're I don't know in the car or driving somewhere or you know washing up or going for a run you can listen and pick up a couple of tips along the way and you go that's quite good I might try that one so yeah and there's loads of stuff on my blog around all of that too but the whole thing is about not you know not being frightened to ask why would you know if you're stuck at work over a, a subject or a topic can you go to someone say can you give me a hand with this i don't
0: quite get it mm-hmm. so it's the same thing with parenting isn't it it is it is so i think what i'll do thank you so much for joining me on the podcast i'm going to put a link to your website in the commentary that goes with this episode so that if anybody does want to listen to the podcast or access all that information that you've got on there it's an easy place to start for them isn't it
1: Oh, it is. Absolutely. And it's a journey. And, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of my stuff over the years, it can be all sorts of topics. So go and have a play, go and have a listen, go and have a look. I've got videos, I've got articles, I've got all sorts of stuff and all sorts of things you can buy as well and download. And loads of resources all about helping you raise happy, comfortable kids. That's the secret. And
0: just before we finish, do you feel optimistic about the future of the family (laughs) and of Parrington as we move forward?
1: oh wow well I'm a glass half full person I don't know if anyone knows me and sees me doing all the stuff I do I'm naturally positive hopeful and encouraging and you know I do feel that parents are having a very hard time with the pandemic and then the cost of living crisis it is not an easy time to raise a family so yeah I am hopeful because love is the answer and connection with your kids we all love our kids we all want the best for them so stay connected in their lives talk with them listen to them play with them with them that's another important thing and you can't go too far wrong really oh thank
0: you so much for sharing all your wisdom Sue. my pleasure thanks for inviting me Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud, again just searching. Anne Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website anhuseignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.